0: Uduwasha City, where the sun is a mirror and the moon a shadow. Eight hundred years ago, the gates of death were broken by the Emperor Immortal. The five key bearers, however, had already unlocked them and walked right through. It is in Uduwasha City they dwell. In. Now, the ghost field breathes next to our reality, lit by the eternal flame of the well of Udu. It is a second skin. A place where thought and will struggle against gravity and light. In other places, the dead congregate in the ghost field, but in Uduwasha, the well city, the hell city, they fall straight into the flames. See its glittering districts, Kshitijpur, where the rich plot to buy the horizon, West, where the refugees of two different nations flock, and Pasarhantu the vertical maze of market and murder. And here is Udepath, where the ceaseless temple resides. Its inhabitants, a family, a snake, and a god. The temple has stood since before the gods of this world were forgotten. Watch as it turns the wheels of revolution. Welcome to Desperate Retune, an actual play podcast about people who take risks so they can survive against the odds.
1: Well, hi, uh, welcome back to Desperated Tune and our current campaign of Blades in the Dark called A Candle Ablaze, set in the city of Uduwasha. I'm Tree or Saumitri, I'm your GM and I will be running this game for you today.
2: My name is Emma. I am playing Joan, a retired ghost fighter and I use she-her pronouns.
3: Hi, I'm Chloe In real life, my name is Zohab, and I'm a he-him. And I'm playing Miraz Chakraborty, the crew's leech, who is an engineer-turned-cult leader. I'm Prince,
4: he-him. I play Vickers, a roof baller and Miraz's wife.
5: I'm Soap. I play Abbas, the religious scholar, and uh, pain in Miraz's side. and. Uh, yeah, my pronouns are he and him.
1: Oh, I actually forgot my pronouns, which are all of them. Um, I really don't care. Hi, this is Tree, with a quick recap of what happened last episode. The crew converged in the ritual
0: sanctum sanctorum of the ceaseless temple to meet with His Majesty, the serpent avatar of the Chakraborty. While Miraz intended to meet with the snake on his own, it seemed Vickers had other plans. Miraz and the Eternal One had a conversation about his fitness to be the head priest, while vicars barged in, demanding to know why Abbas was being admonished. The serpent reminded the crew, and especially Joan and Abbas, that the purpose of the temple was to seek perfection through revolution, in one way or another. The crew decided that the best
1: way to ensure this was to deliver the Skovlander royals, Catherine and Johannes, to one of the leaders of the local Skov community in Uduwasha. Freya. Joan's old friend and rival Marion would be able to help them, though of course the two were no longer on good terms. Knowing they needed help, Miraz and Vickers met with Morosim, the representative of a criminal organization called The Hive. Morosim had done the crew a favor and was consequently in trouble with his boss, V. Paihar. As a result, while he assured them that he would help keep the royals safe, in reality, V. was going to make a
0: play for the royals herself. Morosim also lent Miraz a sizable sum of money,
1: intending to gouge it out of him at a later date. This episode also contains a very brief description of severe burns.
6: Should we declare load, by the way? Yeah! yeah.
1: There is the question. Yes, we should. I'm
3: always heavy because I'm always carrying a big, heavy satchel.
6: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs>
3: Okay,
5: uh so Abbas wasn't really part of the this whole thing going down, right? So how how do we bring him into it? and also: uh...
4: I think it makes sense because we are going to see the revolutionaries, and Abbas needs to come along because the snake kind of decreed it, right? right. so um,
5: yeah, I, wasn't, I don't think it's gonna be too hard, like especially I think he does respect like the the mm-hmm. the Scotlander royalty. Uh, they, they don't want anything to do with it. I think I respect that.
4: Yep. Uh, yeah. I think, uh, okay, so Miras is going heavy. Uh, I think Vickers is going light because this is supposed to be a diplomatic mission, see.
5: I think I'm also going light because, yeah. I don't know. What, what, what would I bring with me anyway?
3: Yeah. So, like, even though I'm going heavy, I don't think I look scary. It's just a big satchel, you know? It's <laughs> not like I'm strapped on my chest like guns and so on.
2: Yeah, that makes sense. Joan is going light as well. Just like we are priests, we are a cult. We, we don't. There is nothing here, I think, that we should expect. Uh, nothing in our past that we should expect, like, to get into a big fight or something. Or to have mm-hmm. to like, creep in somewhere. Yep.
6: Indeed. Yeah. That yep. makes sense. Do you remember that we have cult rigging.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. You also. What's that do you
4: Documents or arcane implements. So basically, we can like wear badges of office or magical Mm. talismans and stuff.
1: And you also have um, your ability is basically the good stuff, which is to say, everybody, someone in every group of people recognizes you.
4: Yeah, and our temple and stuff. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. I think Vickers is going to look somewhat eccentric, actually, since she's going to be in like her normal Akarosi street clothes, but then she's also going to be wearing like the talismans and adornments of the high priest's wife,
6: which don't really match. Yep. But: Yeah. Very good. Um, OK, Joan, tell me a
1: little bit about Marion. Where would she ask you to meet her if you contacted her?
2: That is a good question. I am looking at the map. Udoasha is a landlocked city, yes. right?
3: Well, yeah, but there's a big river with
2: a. Can... Yes, mm-hmm. it's like I'm. I imagine that the um, that the, the revolutionaries would want to have some sort of like connection to Scotland, um, and I think in Akros, they in in Duskwall they do it by being in the docks if I remember correctly. Uh, And here they would be at the river.
3: Yeah, so the riverside dock area, Bundervest, that also is the site of the largest uh, population of Scotlanders.
6: There's a Mm -hmm. whole ghetto.
2: Yeah, so definitely, I think... I want to say, like, my first first idea for a meeting spot would be a bar, but maybe it's more interesting if it's, like, a sauna or something. Mm, Yeah, maybe... Maybe that's exactly that. Yeah, maybe it
1: is like a um...
3: oh desperate because we all have to be naked and there's no items.
1: <laughs> no, I think it is a roofball practice.
2: Oh, of course.
1: Ah, excellent. And I think that the reason that it is it is a roofball practice is because Marion can be like, oh, we are just friends. This is a normal meeting, but also at all times be in. Uh, direct view of several very large and very violent people uh, who are definitely like her friends and not yours. So I think in the Bunda West, there is slowly developing a um, a roof bowl kind of like what I want to use is tradition but tradition is a weird word to use here, a style of roof ball um, that is very different to uh, the rest of Uduasha because the Bundervest is much more, it's built in a much more ramshackle and temporary way, right? So there's always a risk that as you run across something, you slip or something beneath you gives way and so on, right? And so where Marion has asked you to meet her is a section of the Bundervest that has been kind of like rigged so that under the roof itself, there is a net so that if you fall, you can be caught but the roofs are intentionally made unstable, right? And people are running drills back and forth. Um, and Marion is, she's not like a coach or anything. She's not a player, but she's there as like, you know, moral support or whatever. And you see her um, standing like next to a balcony,
2: yelling encouragement. What does she look like? I think this would be someone that, Ha- that is dressed to blend into the crowd, and to be able to like leave uh, her current location and like blend into any any like nearby crowd uh, at a moment's notice. But she's probably still like fairly recognizable to those who like when when she is when she is in a situation like this. She is recognizable as being someone of authority by the way that she stands.
1: Right. And I think she, she notices and recognizes you, right? Not the people that you're with. But she also recognizes, have you brought Catherine and Johannes with you? Or are you arranging this so that they can be handed over at a later
2: date? I personally feel that we wouldn't immediately bring them along if no, only I, because they wouldn't want yeah. to be brought yeah. along.
3: I, yeah. I know what's happening with them. Morosim said he'd bring them.
6: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, of course.
4: So, yes. Of course. We'll say, in order for us to not just have the hive like fuck off with them and we can't find them, I think what makes sense is Morosim is bringing them and my roofball team is watching over them. Very good. Because they're competent bodyguards. And I did like promise that they would protect the, the siblings. So I think it makes sense that I have some person watching Morosim, who is probably not going to be able to stop him from fuckery, but can at least warn us
3: if I think it happens it, it also makes sense for me to be there like on that side mm-hmm.
6: like with them okay if we don't mind <laughs> splitting the party a little bit yeah sure
1: okay in that case we will get to you in a second um yeah so marion uh as soon as she sees you i think you you see her um like whistle and one of the people who is running the drills um, immediately, like intentionally basically falls like through, lands on the net and then like makes their way uh, to her, right? And um, basically what she's done is that she's summoned like maybe a bodyguard or maybe somebody else. So she's not gonna like meet you alone. Um, And this person is... She's quite tall, um, very broad shoulders, uh, and absolutely looks like the kind of person who could, you know, fight three people at the same time and really make them regret
6: it. Um, yeah, and I, and I think as you approach, Marion says, uh, Joan, wasn't expecting to hear from you. Is there something you want from me?
2: Marion, That's really. Not so much something I want from you as, I guess, a common interest.
6: I think you'll find
1: that I'm not actually interested in betraying the cause, and I'm not sure what else you might think we have in common.
2: She, like, looks over her shoulder at the others. Maybe I'm not the best one to explain this, since you don't look particularly interested in talking to me.
6: Uh
4: huh. so Abbas or Vickers? Yep. Uh, I think,
5: I think Abbas could take it. Uh, yeah, for, I think uh, it
4: makes sense for him.
5: Uh, I think Abbas uh, um, steps forward. Um, I don't know what's the proper mode of greeting. It's the it extends his hand, I guess, uh, to you know, as a form of greeting, like you know, I guess versus shaking yeah, hands. Yeah, I think I think Marion. Marion, are you?
1: Marion looks down at your hand. Uh, and kind of like this makes a grunt of like disapproval, but she's polite enough to people who are not Joan um, so She will kind of like clasp your hand and say uh, And who would you be? Uh,
5: Ab- Abbas uh, Shafi Aldi and Choglu uh, ple- to meet you. I'm uh, I've heard of you, Marian uh, a Scotlander revolutionary you were asking what else we have in common. Well, maybe not much with Joan, but you and I both share a distaste for Akaros. And maybe on those grounds, we could help someone who's trying to get away from them.
1: A fellow anti-imperialist, are you? can't say that I've ever seen you around, but I suppose in Uduasha there must be many of us.
5: Yes, I'm um, uh, on a bit of a sabbatical, I suppose you could say, but I'm getting back into it that aside, we have someone who might be of uh, great interest to you uh, and so long as you can um, provide them with safe passage.
1: I think that um, this is the moment and any of you can notice this but it is not necessarily subtle. You realize that you are being watched and it is not... I, one of the reasons that like, it is not subtle is that in fact Madian's bodyguard she turns and looks at the rooftops around you. And this is a very, like, kind of cramped space, right? So, like, the roofs are kind of jutting upwards in all directions. And she leans forward and whispers something in Madian's ear. And Madian says, is a trap. We've been made. And, like, you see that, like, there's a few very well-armed thugs kind of like strategically placed and around the area. And this is when we are going to cut to uh, the other hive operation that is currently in motion, um, which is Miraz and uh, the roof team. So Miraz, um, mm-hmm. I think that what is, what is currently happening is that Morrison has come to the temple and told you that the best way to make a handoff like this is for you to go with him and then lose any like, people who might be following you and so on. Uh, and once he's like, satisfied that these people have been sufficiently fooled, then he can take them to, to meet the, the, the queen, right? And this has the happy side effect, of course, of taking you into the bowels of some alley where nobody will ever emerge from
6: mm-hmm
3: yeah, because like uh, so we're in udupat that's the temple, and we're going to Bunderwi, so we'll be passing through Pasarhantu, which, as Prince detailed, is a mixture of very expensive places and also how high was common yes. villainy.
4: It also has a location literally called Murder in-
1: alley uh-huh mm. so correct, yeah, I think that like maybe where we cut to you is in fact, you are somewhere in. Hunter, right? Like you are, and he's like confidently like saying to you, "Yeah, this left, that right, up that ladder, no, uh, not that door, whatever." Right? Like and like sixty percent of what he's doing is genuinely confounding you, and forty percent of what he's doing is uh, actually going somewhere. And as, as
3: I mean, I fully trust him because passer hantu is hard to navigate, and he's an underwater. Yeah, type. exactly.
1: um Your roofball team, on the other hand, is like. Getting a bit antsy because they're not exactly stupid, and they are much more, I think, comfortable mm-hmm. in this kind of scenario than you are. So they are beginning to be mm-hmm. like, hmm "This is a bit shifty. I'm not sure that this is okay." And but um, they're not like they're very loyal to you. They're very loyal to Vickers, so they're not going to like say anything yet. Right? I think Catherine and Johannes are both a bit like, "We're going to go ahead with this because you're the people who." we trust and we don't really have a choice
3: yeah yeah and i think i'm talking to morrison like and trying to whisper you know because you don't talk about these things out loud right and we probably look suspicious as it is so you managed to make contact with this hidden queen she's expecting us
1: i think morrison kind of like uh, laughs and says uh, oh yes uh freya right Frigga, Freya, something like that. Yeah, no, we we actually know her quite well. She uh, does business with us um, all the time. I will admit that she told her, she gave us very specific instructions, which is why, you know, we're going through all this trouble. I suspect in the next 10 or 15 minutes, we should be ready to make a move towards her. And then I think he turns to Catherine and says, um, so what is your connection to the royal family exactly? As if to be like... Just double checking that the merchandise is uh, exactly what we were told it is.
3: Okay, I'm going to study Morosim at this moment because Morosim is a, he, he's supposed to be a professional. Yeah. What's this? What's this? Uh, questions, you know? I thought it was no questions asked. <laughs> Indeed. Well, it was implied. I never it. You never, you never it, you know. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh You never asked whether there would be any questions asked.
3: Like, Morosim, what is this kind yeah. of behavior?
1: Uh seems risky. Uh, because the risk is that like Morrison might be like, shit, this guy is going to realize I'm running a con. Uh, risky standard, I think. And I have a devil's bargain for risky you Risky standard. Uh, um, which yes, is please. that I think that Catherine, whatever happens now, is going to realize that you are naive and uh, absolutely not the brains of the operation.
3: You know what? Normally you know i pref- i would prefer not to take something like that but i am playing
6: that kind of person yes. aren't i yes that's fine it is what it is uh maybe i can redeem really myself yeah six yeah so excellent
1: why would like a competent underworld type be asking this kind of question it is very uh, very very suspicious isn't it and i think like as you look at him you also realize that actually his eyes are constantly they are not Looking at you, or the roofball team, or um, even the royals, uh, he's constantly looking at the, the, at your surroundings. And as you follow his eyes, you realize that, like, I'm sure, as he seems about where he's going, and it seems like he's just kind of like walking confidently. So that at some point, when he thinks you're sufficiently lost, he's just going to call back. Right? He doesn't have a destination in mind; he's just relying on Pasarhantu's like incredibly labyrinthine architecture to throw everybody off.
3: Mm-hmm. So I think at this moment, as he asks this question, right, I kind of raise my hand and say, "Wait, hold on, Morrisim. What? Wh- why are you asking uh, asking my guests these questions? I tried to be. I, I made the made it clear that you, this is supposed to be discreet, and I don't think you know where we're going. But, what? And I think more, moreover, and you know, he's getting angry yeah. now. I think moreover, you know that we don't know where we're going. And that's part of what you do. doing. Morosim, what is this? I thought we were friends. But
1: no, of course we're friends. What do you mean I don't know where we're going? Look, I admit, and like he's definitely like on the back foot now. I admit that, like, I may have gotten a little lost, but I mean, everybody gets a little lost in Bushtown, right? Like, it's not a problem, and like, yeah, see, and like, he just points in a direction and he says, um, "Yeah, see that red ladder. That's why we've been heading all this time. We just need to go up the ladder, and we'll be fine." Um,
3: but he's definitely no, no. What we are going to do, Morosim? I'm ha- I've, I've had it. Uh, I'm done with this cloak and dagger, skull uh clandestine. You know all this nonsense. We're going to go back. We're going to get on a rickshaw. Well, not a rickshaw. There's, there's too many of them. We're going to get on many rickshaws, right? Mm-hmm. And we're going to go to where we're supposed to go normally instead of the sneaking around, okay?
1: And I think Mato sim at this moment swears under his breath. And, um, like, I don't think he draws a gun. I think he draws a... Yeah, maybe he draws, like, a uh, a short spear, Um And he points it at you, and he says, look, I did you that favor, and I'll be honest, it was basically more trouble than it was worth, but because we're friends, I haven't said anything about it, but now you have to do me a favor. And then he turns to look at the royals and the roof ballers, and he's definitely like outnumbered at the moment, Um, and he says, don't do anything rash. Hand them over to me, and everything will be fine. But if you don't do that, I'm not the only one who's going to regret it.
3: Mm-hmm. How is everyone else reacting to this?
4: Uh, can I say how the roof ballers are reacting? Yes, please. I think this is a very bad idea, but I think my roof ballers are loyal but wild. Yeah. And I think that as he points a weapon at them, it goes like, you will regret. someone's going to throw the ball in his face. Yeah, no, I...
1: They're a
4: roof 100%. ball 100%. And...
1: Yeah. Um... I absolutely like, so the roof bowlers are going to do something very un- unwise because that is the flaw. Um, yep. I think the Royals are somewhat like deer in the headlights, right? Like they are in a very new place. Mm-hmm. They don't know what is going on. They understand that right now they are fucked, but they can't really trust, they can't trust this guy with the spear. They don't know the roof ballers. Uh, Catherine is a bit like Miraz is a moron. So, they're just a bit like, shit, I don't know what to do, right? But I think that you should roll, uh-huh. Prince, I think you should roll for your cohort. To see... Um, yes,
4: sadly I am not there to lead them, yes. so... Yes, so you will roll 0x. I miss. think they're just rolling their 0 quality. Yep. Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, I still think that they throw a ball at him and distract him, no
1: matter
6: what. Oh, yeah, sure, but, but it,
1: this is about like how well it goes. I think, like, this is a desperate position. One and one! oh Yeah, I know what happens here. You throw the ball at him. He gets hit on the head. He's not like... I I don't think Modestim is necessarily necessarily like a violent type. I think his skills lie in different places. But the reason that he was so confident is that just like um, at the Roofball Arena, uh, there were agents stationed here ready for this to happen, right? Like the Hive is like well-coordinated. So even as you throw the ball... Um, I bet it's Sox, actually, who throws the ball uh, at Modisim. And Modisim kind of, like, reels back. You see someone in, like, one of the... not. I don't think it's a roof. I think, like, they're hiding in one of those, like, canvas, like, um, tent-like coverings. They quickly pop their head out and they fire at... uh, at Miraz, I think. They recognize that I think Mer- Miraz appears to be like in charge. Yeah, I mean, I think with a 1... Miraz, you can tell me, do you think you're going to get hit, or do you think you're going to dodge and let the Royals get hit?
6: Mm.
3: No, I think it makes... I think I prefer being shot.
1: Okay. Um, an incredible Which sentence. Which I
3: might resist, of course, depending on how bad yeah, it is. Yeah, absolutely.
1: I think, like, they are far enough away that this is probably only level 1 harm. Um... And like this is not like a very. I get the feeling that firearms in Uduasha are not like firearms in Duskwall because the the way that like Uduasha is built means that friendly fire or like accidentally fire hitting someone that you don't want to hit is much more likely. So pistols tend to be much more close range weapons, and as a result, at the kind of range that these people are using it at, I think. You're looking at like a level one wound, which is probably. I think another. Yeah, no, go on. I think another logical consequence is that the roofball team scatters. I don't think they're badass enough to like stick around yeah. being shot. at. yeah, that makes sense. Um, I think they're about to scatter. I think you're going to take the level one harm, and you will have a moment to do something, and then they're going to run. Um, but they are loyal, mm-hmm. so I think it's possible that what will happen is that if they run. They may try to take you with
3: them. Yeah, I know what I'm doing. Though. Okay. Yeah. So I get shot. Like so, there's like, pep. so there's a ball. Hmm. I think it's like uh, one of those guns that you kind of just load with random bullshit and then it fires. Sure. Yeah. Like you know, it's a pipe. Yeah, yeah. yeah, So like, I get hit with like I don't know. So I, I'm like bleeding, but like it's like uh, some uh, cosmetic wounds on my face, and it's more like getting in my eyes. That's the main problem, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and I'm like.
6: Fuck, uh fuck, sh- Morosim, uh, fuck you! And then I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: yeah, I mean, okay, so we can't win a firefight, no, right? Uh, I think he, my automatic response is to mark my bandolier of alchemicals, mm-hmm. mark a smoke bomb, drop the smoke bomb right in my f- right in my feet. No, in fact, I'm going to drop the smoke bomb at. I'm going to throw the Morosim. I'm going to throw the smoke bomb. At Morosim's face, mm-hmm. which won't kill him, but, you know, it'll, it's not fun. No. Yeah. Uh, and I'm also going to cause a distraction for us. Excellent. Okay. To escape.
6: Yeah,
1: I think that... I think that's a wreck. I think it, it is a wreck. I think that you are still in a desperate position because you are still surrounded. And now that this first person has got their shot off, like, it's easier for the rest of them to take that extra second to react. Um, but this yep. is a very cramped setting and a smoke bomb is going to be incredibly disorienting and confusing for everybody. Um, so I actually think that you're going to have mm-hmm. great effect here. And by great effect, I mean not just that like you will be able to occlude what you are doing, but you will be able to make it further away than you would be otherwise.
3: Okay. I'm going to make it standard instead of great because I have the level one harm peppered with shot and a describeness of being slightly blinded. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and I think standard effect here is that everyone else gets to like really go away, but like maybe I'm still in danger.
1: Yeah, I think with sta- I think with standard effect, that's absolutely fine. Okay.
3: I'm going to roll. Uh, I'm going to push myself for an extra dice, or unless there's mm-hmm. a devil's bargain, that's interesting.
1: Um, is there a devil's bargain here? One second. Who is your rival?
3: My rival is my my father-in-law.
6: Oh, your
1: father-in-law. Oh, mm. I don't think that like your father-in-law is suddenly going to appear on the scene. So that doesn't make mm-hmm. sense. Um, I have a possible devil's bargain, uh,
4: and it's just that the roofball team like lose all respect for you. Like you're throwing a smoke bomb, but maybe they don't realize <laughs> that's what's going on. So they're just like, "Oh, lucky that happened." They're not particularly smart. Yeah. Yeah. And it could cause some inter-character conflict in the future if they think you suck.
3: Yeah, yeah that's fair. Miraz, he
4: does
6: suck. It's fine. Oh no, I think Miraz is it's a, actually is mostly a problem a for me. But. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Okay, I will
3: take this. If Tree, you, you approve of it?
1: I think I, I think I'm fine with that. I think this also plays into the devil's bargain we said earlier with uh, Catherine, right? Like this is yeah.
6: like yeah, yeah, proceeding in The team in is evolving. Way. Yeah, which is fine. Yeah. Six and two. Six. Very good. Yeah. So I Amazing. think you throw the smoke bomb,
1: and Asadhantu is the kind of place where, like, sometimes fireworks will go off accidentally. Right. And mm-hmm. that appears to be to the roof bowlers what has happened here. Right. That, like, a batch of faulty fireworks has kind of gone off. Um, probably not even where you are, somewhere below you, and the smoke has come up, right? Which is why it's so disorienting. And they take that moment. I think uh, one of them grabs Catherine, the other one grabs uh, Johannes. A couple of them shout, we need to get away now. And they pick the two royals up and they leg it, right? And they know where Vickers is. So I think what they are going to do is just Make straight for where they know Vickers to be, which is also a roof ball place, right? Like so, like they will figure that yeah. out. Um, but they leave you in the lurch. And you are currently like in the middle of the smoke, coughing, like you've got this wound. And uh while the hive are currently unable to see you and afraid of shooting because they might hit their friend, unless you do something about it, it's it's going to get very bad for you, right? So I think we'll cut away. I think
6: yeah, yeah not
3: want. to dwell on me, but I think mm-hmm. I do move a little bit, you know? I'm still, like, oh, yeah. within range, but I'm not, like, literally standing where I was.
1: No, I think you get away a bit. I think you're just, yeah. You have not exited the yeah, situation yeah. completely. Yeah, You can find some. Time. Excellent. Uh, yeah, so then I think we cut back to um, the roof ball Arena, where Madian is now looking around her and realizing that the people whom she thought she was paying to safeguard her, have been paid by the Hive to ambush her, right? But she still has some of her people around, right? Yes, she does, yeah. She's got some people Uh whom she knows personally that are loyal to her. Unfortunately, like, the general kind of, yes, this is the community and so on, those Uh people have been paid.
4: Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. Uh, Well, then I know what I'm doing, unless someone is acting before me.
2: I think uh, Marion just, like, as, the, as we see this, she just says, like, she look, looks at, or, uh, sorry, Joan looks at Marion, and she just says, the fuck? Like, getting into stuff like this, into problems, like, this is your territory. So I suggest you lead.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh, I suggest I lead, and that's Fair precisely enough. what I'm going to do. Very good. So, <laughs> uh, what Vickers is going to do is that seeing that like this is really quickly? As soon as she realizes that this is the trap and we've been turned on, she will shout out to uh, to uh, Marion's professionals, who are after all players of the game. Like, where are these thugs located? The
1: people who are turning on us. Where precisely are they? So you are currently on a balcony overlooking this like shoddily constructed roof, um, and yeah. the thugs are about a level above you. Um, in a couple of different directions, and these Mm -hmm. people are not wielding pistols, I think they are wielding clubs. So let us say that like, where you are, there's like a couple uh, up and to the left, and then there's a couple further away to the right.
4: Okay, perfect. Uh, So I have an ability to get to any point on the battlefield that I can see, which I'm activating, as part of pushing myself. And so Vickers is going to leap off this balcony, grab a hold of a beam, swing up and fly up onto a rooftop to end up next to one of the thugs in a good acoustic spot. Mm-hmm. And not even engaging with him yet, just like surprising him with a presence, she turns and she shouts down over the arena. And uh, she goes, Someone's interfering with the match, it seems. Quite unsportsmanlike, but they don't know the roofs like you do. Get them! <laughs> And I aim to seize control over Marion's people and have them execute a roof ball tactic to take these idiots down. Incredible. Okay, because the roofballers are much more at home in this kind of environment than the attackers are.
5: All right. okay, so I think I can assist here, all right. Uh-huh. So Abbas, as we said, was uh, once upon a time a roofball player and a roofball enthusiast. So he so, you've left down, right? So Abbas is still like higher up. He's got yeah. like a uh, uh, like an overall view of the thing. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to assist by being the coach. Uh (laughs) And not only that, okay, so I also have an ability where if I assist a teammate, I can take two stress instead of one and they get plus one effect as well as plus Uh one die.
2: Great! So this is a,
5: I think this is the time to activate it. Like Abbas, yeah. like he's not even going to not even going to hesitate. He instantly starts giving out like root ball directions, like quarterback, uh-huh. back, back, make a run over there.
1: Yes. <laughs> okay, I Perfect. Think,
5: I think in that
1: case, you you are still at desperate uh, uh-huh. as a position, but where earlier you were at standard, you are now at great effect uh, with case.
4: Okay,
5: and, and plus one dice level.
4: Plus one from you, and plus one from my ability, because I'm still well, pushing myself, yes, so... Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. so Command, Desperate Great with two bonus dice. I don't think I can get it much better than that, so it's a five. Five,
1: okay. So, let's get to the good news first, which is that the roof bowlers do exactly what you need them to do, right? So, mm-hmm. the reason that the Hive here don't have guns is that, unlike Huntu where the chaos is so, like, inculcated into the place, that uh, a few stray gunshots will not get attention immediately. Here, like they're not on their home turf, and in fact, um, the Scarflinders are well put together. Right. So while they are even just trying to get into a range of the roof ballers, the roof ballers you see one of them um, almost casually parkour up, like me up a uh, like a half broken down wall and genuinely just elbow drop into, like, someone's head. Um, and you see another one, like, just pick up a brick and throw it at someone, right? Like, this is, as you say, just another day at work for them. Yeah. I think two things go wrong. The first thing that goes wrong is that while the roof bowlers are incredibly at home in this place, some of them were still kind of, like, off guard not because like they're not used to this but because they were halfway through the drill that they were running right like so like the
6: mm-hmm.
1: muscle memory of oh shit I need to be doing this like gets in the way of them running quite a complicated drill. So I think some of them fall through the roof and onto the net and it gets like there's more people on the net than it can handle. Right. Like so they're tangled up in this net and they're not going to be of any help to you at all. I think the second thing that goes wrong is that as because as you kind of like give these commands and uh, see the situation develop, you realize that these roof bowlers are much better than your team. Like kind of coordination, like they shifted from we are practicing to we are in a match in like half a second. And that's not just because of your commands and Abbas's um like assistance, it's because they are very good, and if you play them at any point in the future, you know for a fact that you will lose. Okay, perfect.
4: I will not resist any of these things. Uh, Vickers is happy to see that there are worthy opponents in Uduasha. This is the first time she's encountered worthy opponents. Yeah. She's just very happy about this development, yeah, very I think. Yeah. <laughs> You know vickers is Vickers is into sports. You don't have to always win. You just have to always do your one hundred and ten percent. And so now she has a motivation to do one hundred and ten
1: percent. absolutely. And I think the thing here is that these people are also very motivated to be very good, right? So yeah. they it's kind of like the football team that goes from league two to the Premier League as opposed to like a team that's been in the Premier League for the last thirty years, right? Like there is something. About their undying determination that you're a bit like, oh shit, um, this is gonna be stressful, mm-hmm. right? I think you are now in a position to see that what Madian is doing while this is happening, seeing that like uh, that your friends have kind of like very ably taken on uh, this distraction, she's decided that this is not worth it. So she's gonna make a break for it right now, unless you do something about it.
2: I think, um, I, I think it's okay for her to leave. Mm-hmm. But I think I will go with her.
1: Ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. She is our
4: ticket to Freya, so we kinda yeah, need exactly. her, so this is smart.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll go after her. Um, and like put a hand on her shoulder mm-hmm. and say, Hey, hey. I suppose this, I suppose you have more friends in this place than we are seeing right now, right?
1: I thought I did before half of them tried to fucking hit me over the head.
2: Well, Let's get some more people in here, then. And then she takes out the pistol and shoots it in the air. Yeah, I think
1: that um, to summon. Yeah. yeah, I think that like that 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 genuinely just works, right? But huh? it also pisses like uh, Marion off something fierce because uh, this is exactly what she didn't want. It's like all of this ruckus. And, That's fair, right? So I think like this is not really a role in that sense. Um, this is just gonna piss her off, and it's just gonna work. Mm-hmm. If you do this now, I think what will happen is that in a few minutes, uh, Marion's group of like thugs, like not even like her group, right? Like the generally the the citizenry that is around here who are on guard duty at this time uh, are immediately going to show up, right? and. Much like the roof bowlers, this is their bread and butter, and this is, and they are not facing an enemy that they are not used to facing. Like, they, um, people armed with blackjacks aiming to do violence is something they're very used to. They, I think, will turn up like kind of momentarily to be very angry about what is happening, um, which I think will give you enough time, right, to take care of everything else. So, like, I think let's see what Miraz is up to because I think. Miraz is also about to get away from these people and meet you here with the roof bowlers and the royals. Miraz, I assume you have found some cover. Morosim is currently, I think, like coughing on the ground, trying to like rub at his eyes and see what the hell is going on. You hear some jeers from the from the hive woons, and one of them yells at you and says, um, Where's your famous serpent now, eh? Like it's not so ceaseless after all. Poke your head out. I'll send you to meet your god.
6: Mm-hmm.
3: I think Miraz yells back. Yes, I'm going home where the god is, and I will be meeting it shortly.
6: Thank you. Uh, you know we don't have we don't have to fight the. Uh, they're gone. Ah, uh, they're just me. Um. If you want to try and convince them of this, you're gonna start at zero effect. No, I think I'm just saying it. Okay. I don't think it works, right? No, just confirming that we're on the same page here. Um I think they as the smoke begins to clear, uh I am, I am, like, trying
3: to inch my way away, but, you know, there's smoke and there's blood in my eyes, so I'm probably bumping into things. Yeah, and, like,
1: it's, like, they're following you through the noise of the bumping rather than the um, being able to see you. One of them yells at the rest and says, Hello, the fucking royals. What is wrong with you people? As if to be, like, yeah, no, obviously, like, that's the, that's the ticket, right? Like, this guy is just some guy. He, I think, like, stands next to Morrissey like, just holds him up on, by his legs and says, uh, go with me and starts to make, like, his way towards you. And he's got, like, a, like, quite a big, uh, walking stick with, um, kind a nasty point at the end. And he's just kind of, like, throwing whatever boxes and crates are around, um, to get to you, uh and by now the commotion is attracting some attention until now like you've been in a fairly deserted like alleyway nobody's really like around but now you know there's a smoke bomb that's gone off and like there's been some yelling and some gunshots so people are starting to be like what the hell is going on yeah,
3: and Mirrors is thinking you yeah, know there's like there's definitely quite a few like local night watchmen and so on like janissaries and all that sentries You know, there's no centralized police force, but there's people who are supposed to, like, keep the peace, right? Uh, Because it's a commercial area. But also, like, if he throws himself on anyone's mercy, he has no guarantee that the Hive hasn't bribed them. And also, difficult questions regarding what he was doing, like, what's going on, right? Mm -hmm. So I think he's just going to have to deal with this thing on his own, or as discreetly as possible. I think, like, as he's heading into places that have, like, more residential, like, you know, people living. Uh, and this person's following. I think Miraz is going to try to find some sort of open door or something into a house and try to see if like there's anyone who. Okay, so he's trying to look to see if there's anyone who looks like sympathetic. It's like, oh no, you poor man.
6: Uh, you what actually for that you... or,
3: yeah, study then if I have to roll.
1: Sure, I think study can work here. I think with study, you are better placed to find this person. But it will take you a bit longer, so I think your position is worse.
6: Um, mm-hmm. I think one, actually, let me
3: let let me, let me rethink because I th- so. That's what he's doing, right? He's looking around, he's trying to find someone, but like there's blood in his eyes, and also he probably just doesn't look particularly trustworthy. And I think the people in Pasarhantu know to you know if someone he Emerges out of smoke, uh, covered in blood, uh, trying to find. Oh, can I come into your house, sir? And there's a the man with a stick chasing him. You know, yeah. just, uh, don't don't get involved in that, right? So, what he's going to try to look for instead is, so Uduwasha is not a sparkcraft city. Well, there's oh. some of it.
6: Mm-hmm.
3: Uduwasha is primarily a steam-powered city,
6: mm-hmm.
3: all from the flames of the Udu pumped up. So he is going to look for some pipes. Steam pipes,
6: ah, much easier. I think. In fact, to
3: do. in fact, they're they there, right? I think that I was makes I going to say, like, I mean, everywhere. Yeah, like finding
1: the pipes is not an issue here.
3: Yeah. So I'm going to stand in front of some pipes, right? Yeah. And I'm going to like uh, look at this guy, and I'm going to take out my wrench. I'm going to take out my fine wrecking tools.
6: As you take, take out, out a, a wrench,
1: wrench. This guy mm-hmm. looks at you and laughs and says. What do you think you're gonna do to me with that little man?
3: And then, uh, Mira says, "Why don't you come over here and find out, huh? Big boy? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Miros is not very good at Banter, but I promise mm. he will get better. Yes yeah, like he's gotta he's got a smile like he looks like what it would look like
3: and then he and then he just kind of like he th- he thinks about it for a bit and then it's like, I was big enough for your sister. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's gotta,
6: this guy's <laughs>
3: got a smile
1: like what someone would look like if they had like shark teeth that were too big for his mouth. And when you make that crack about his sister, he like continues smiling. But then he says, oh, I'm going to enjoy beating the shit out of you.
6: Yeah, I bet you
3: will, you weirdo. <laughs> yeah, so what are you rolling here? Too, I want him to come up yeah, to know No, me. he's absolutely making
1: his way up to you intent on like having you by the throat and maybe like bashing your head against the wall behind you
3: yeah i'm going to hit the spigot on the steam pipe and just unleash a gust of steamer on his face uh-huh uh this is a bit unorthodox but i want to flashback assist mm-hmm. if i
4: may i want to spend the stress to assist him because i want to flashback to the days in Duskvall when we met through the noble sport right so we see this like young boyfriend and girlfriend not yet married. Vickers and Miraz uh, in a match, and Vickers holding, holding his hand and going no, no, don't be afraid, Miraz. Wait, wait until you can see the whites of their eyes. Yes, very good.
1: Excellent. <laughs> very good.
3: Uh, the, the beautiful <laughs> oh. game.
4: Yes.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> you know, perfect timing. We've, we've, we played together.
3: Yes. Excellent.
1: I think this is so all
3: classic,
1: desperate, great. You've pissed him off. Like, he's not thinking about anything except, like, ending you and, you know, you can finish him in one blow and do worse than finish him in one blow. On the other hand, he is thinking of nothing except ending you. So, good luck.
3: Okay. And I don't think the harm applies to you because it's it's literally right there. I just smack it, right? Uh, Once again, I'm asking for a devil's bargain. Oh, hmm. I don't need one, but, you know, uh, in case there's one.
1: Let me, give me a second. Let me think about, like, a different angle that we could take with Miraz.
4: I have an interesting idea, again. I'm sorry I keep don't, suggesting don't other people's names. Don't, name we, are don't be
6: sorry. Like, yeah, right. but, oh, it is, uh-huh.
4: right? Uh, That's normal. I, think, I think this team is used for something, and I think you accidentally switch off something extremely important in this district. Very good. <laughs> like, oh, I mean... Somewhere suddenly just loses power, and they're not going to be happy yeah. about it.
1: I think I was I was thinking of something similar, which was that not that it was someone very important, but it, it goes to someone's house, and they're going to see uh-huh. you do it right now, and it's a regular pass.
4: Uh-huh. Or or it's my dad <laughs> who is a <laughs> I couple left. of stories up, just leisurely wandering around browsing in a shop, and then the power oh goes out.
1: god.
3: Yeah, I think in here the commotion Arsene is like, this is bloody ruffians. Uduwasha, is such an uncivilized yes. city. Gangs everywhere. Uh, it would never happen. It
1: would never in happen in Dusk uh, Everybody knows this.
3: So I, I think I'll take that. I, I, my And my father-in-law sees me, of yes. course. No, like, I mean, he like he
1: absolutely me. recognizes you. Okay.
3: Oh, yeah. Excellent. So I'm going to smack it, and I think like this happens either way. Like even if so, I, I probably smack it, and the power goes out. Like that's canon, regardless mm-hmm. of whether or not the steam yeah. bursts in his face Absolutely. or not. It oh. did not work. It's a three. Uh,
1: I think uh, you have two bonus dice. Though I assisted you. you
4: oh yes, I
3: did. Oh, my bad. Excellent. Nice.
4: Uh, Just roll wreck again, I guess. With one and that one, yes, the power of six. love. The power of love, yes. So,
3: please, of course, from above. Please describe uh-huh. to me
1: what this looks like. Because uh-huh. steam burns are fucking horrific. They are terrible.
3: You know, do you want me to describe I it? I'm I'm like,
1: I want. To, I want to describe Miraz. I want to describe like what happens to the guy. I want you to describe what Miraz looks like as this happens.
3: Okay, so it's uh, right up till he, the voice of his eyes, right? And a little, a little more. And then I just really smack the Spigot, and I think I do it twice before. I think this guy is kind of stupid. Uh. So I'm like, hit. Well, I think it's kind of stupid. Uh, So I'm smacking at it, smacking at it, smacking at it, and then it kind of just bursts open and just kind of like covers him in steam. And I'm like, Uh. uh, I just kind of stand there transfixed looking at it for a bit. And then I kind of like, probably then I turn around and then I see my father in law staring at me and I kind of just pause.
1: Don't turn around. You're just up. And your father in law is looking down uh-huh. at
3: you. Oh, is... of course he is. I'm used
1: yeah, to it. Yeah, I was going to make the same joke. Very
6: good. Yeah.
3: And then I kind of look up at him and I kind of like give him a wave and then I run away.
6: Yes, that's
1: absolutely what happens. And I think like the camera also sees Motto Sim um, see this happen and.
3: Uh, then I yell, Morosim, I'm keeping my money. Yes,
1: very good. Um, and I think, uh-huh. while Catherine and the roof roofballers think that you are some kind of naive wimp, Motosim looks at you and goes, oh my fucking god, I cannot afford to get on the wrong side of this man. Um, because, like, his friend is currently on the ground screaming for help. Um, and Motosim... He's not sure whether he should run away or help his friend. And that is where we will leave him at the moment. Right? Like He genuinely doesn't know what to be doing. Yeah. I think that it may take you a little while, but you will get to Sardhan um, maybe a little after the Rusevall team gets but there. Under rust. Uh, you know, uh, the situation there has actually been uh, handled. And Maybe what's happening now is, is that uh, Marion is looking at Vickers and saying, um, you know, what is a little incidental violence between uh, friends? Marian looks at Vickers and says, um, there's some incredible play calling there. Do you have a team?
4: Yes. We're quite new in town. The Rooftop Angels. Maybe you've heard of us.
1: I don't know. I can't say that I have. I heard you were shit. <laughs> Mm-hmm. can't say that I have, but uh, I'd be interested in a in a match,
6: oh. if if you are. Um, for a wager? Oh, absolutely. Mm. However,
4: we have more pressing matters at the moment, I'm afraid. But we'll make a date of it. Don't worry, I'll take it down in my calendar. Uh, Victor says and pulls up a very neat little Filofax-style calendar that totally mismatches her <laughs> so actions. Excellent.
6: <laughs> um, <I> think,
4: <laughs> and starts looking look idly looking for a date but then goes like, anyway we rather still need to see Queen Freya my husband should be here with the uh, people in question at any moment
1: Where are they?" I think that's the moment <laughs> that at least the roof bowlers arrive, right? Um, uh-huh, and they arrive yeah. and they look very disheveled uh, Panchu is a bit like uh, he's out of breath um, definitely needs to work on his mm-hmm. conditioning a bit and when he sees you, breathes like a huge sigh of relief and like, just pushes Catherine and Johannes like, in your direction and says, Okay, package delivered, package delivered. <laughs>
5: uh, Miraz is uh, lagging behind. He'll be here right? in like five uh, minutes.
1: Like, he's, uh, that, that sequence didn't work right now, right? Like, he's just, yeah.
5: Yeah, yeah. Abbas is like, well, Where's Miraz? He's not, why isn't he with you? Because, um, wait, the roofballer
1: thinks he's a wimp. Um, I think uh, Pancho says, um, ma'am, you sure you married the right guy? He, he was useless in the fight. I think he's still stuck back there.
6: Hey, 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 Miraz. What's he, what's he doing? Uh, oh, you, uh, I think, uh... You were well, shooting at
1: us and you told us... That the- None of you... None of you thought to
4: pick him up. Oh, I shouldn't have brought that heavy bag. Oh no, this is terrible. This is dreadful. I'm just, sorry, she says to Marion, and then I'm going to go find my husband. I think fuck everything else. I'm just finding you. your ass. I mean like he's
6: not it's... far behind, so you can find him.
4: Uh-huh. Um. Yeah. yeah. I think I need finding. <laughs> yes. So I I I will find you then, if it's okay to stay Absolutely. on the scene. I'll like rush up and like darling there you are is everything all right i'm so sorry for them running away like that they really ought to know
3: better yes, Quite well. I'm, just, I'm standing there i have like my bandolier open mm-hmm. like uh mm-hmm. I, sh- I forgot to zip it up i forgot to zip up my jacket to conceal it mm-hmm. so i've been walking around with like grenades and stuff visible mm-hmm. i have a spanner in my hand i'm bleeding i'm still clutching my handbag and i kind of like look up at you and i go
6: uh i saw your father Oh, well, lovely. We'll deal with that later, um, darling.
3: Your grenades are showing.
6: Because <laughs> oh. it's like an embarrassed oh, oh. expression, and then I, I zip up,
3: up. Your for you. I zip <laughs> up. Uh, uh, thank you. Uh, oh dear. We, we really
4: need to look at that injury. Are you? And then she like pauses and all her fretting, and she would just grab you and kiss you really quickly. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, yeah. I think I think this. Yeah, we we cut away because I think this goes on for a while.
6: I think that's it uh-huh. anyway. Yeah. 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 Uh, yes. We're having a moment. I think yes.
1: um, Marion is Royals and Joan, I think you recognize the look in her eye as one of um, trying to measure the liabilities, right? Like I think she's already kind of like much has gone wrong. Why do I need this in my life? As soon as she sets eyes on Johannes, I think she says, "You the ones who escaped the massacre at the palace." And I think uh, as she says that, both both Catherine and Johannes immediately, like, go white because they've been reminded of something they really don't want to think about. And I think she says, I thought you were dead.
6: Everyone thought you were dead. How did you come across these two again, Joan? They
2: kind of walked into the
6: temple. Walked into... They needed shelter, so we gave it to them. The revolutionary movement's been looking for these two for... oh more than a year, and they just walked into your temple?
5: Oh, I guess, uh, I don't know. Uh, I guess I was going to answer because it says, um, yeah, just uh, they came in one day, just they came in uh, a couple of nights ago and uh, they told us what happened to them. And we said that we would help them, though uh, they weren't completely honest about who they were at the start. I think Catherine says, um, I think she
1: says this in Skavik to Joan, says, um, I'm not going back. Not gonna be a revolutionary. You said you would help us.
2: Moment like a there's like a flash of guilt over a face. And she nods, looks at Marion. You heard her, right? But um Catherine, we think it might be best if you at least stay in contact with with our people, such as they are here in the city.
6: Yeah, when you say such as they are, I think Marion
1: immediately looks at you and says, um, <laughs> again, in Skavik, uh maybe not actually. I think she says this in Hadrathi precisely because you're like, oh, no, you're not really Scovlander, or whatever, right? Um, and she says in Hadrathi, we um, are Skovlanders.
6: You are a cultist in a temple that barely exists. And, and she
1: looks at the royals and says, um, "You survived. I don't understand why you wouldn't. If people knew you were you were alive, if Freya, they would dance in the streets.
5: I think Abbas is gonna cut in and say that. And if people knew they were alive, do you think Akaros would rest even for one second trying to hunt you down? Over here, you're safe. Keep it that way. I think if you want to." i think if you want well, to that...
1: convince her that you should keep her mouth shut about this that's probably a role
3: yeah yeah i think i want to come in at this that's point I can i or are we too distant uh-huh. i think we're going to come in and then i'm going to loudly announce i'm still waving my spanner uh i think probably Vic, vickers has to like lead me because of the blood <laughs> and say mm-hmm. all right uh Morosim's been seen off. Uh, I don't know. They're probably going to be hunting these two. I'm so sorry about that. But we, we, yeah, we sh- we shot them. We sure shot them. And uh, I think I want to assist here by kind of like making it. A, you know, there are other people looking for you guys. So you know.
1: Uh-huh. Yes. Very good. Yeah. Um, I think that works as an assist. I think that we're actually in a pretty controlled position at the moment. There's not much that Royals can do to say no, and. Everyone else is pretty much getting what they want. I think right now we'll have have limited effect if your aim is to convince the Royals that they genuinely must do this, as opposed to making it clear that they don't have a choice.
5: Um, We're telling Marion to keep the news of these Royals turning up on the down low. I'm completely
1: right. My brain... For a second. Uh, yeah, and then I think it's like a yeah, controlled standard.
5: Yeah, okay. Um, and I think what Abbas is just telling them is like, look, I, I, I've i been down this path and I know what happens when you force someone into the, re- into the revolution when they don't want to be, right? Like, it's not a good... They, when they're ready to take on the mantle, they'll do it. So I think... Uh, do you think Concert will work here? Because Abbas is trying to relate to the like a shared uh, I experience.
1: I think Concert does work here. I think Concert actually... Works better than sway here because you are not trying to change their minds. You're trying to like build a relationship, right? Which is something they are much more likely to respond well to. Sorry, Marion. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Okay. All right. So controlled, standard, and I've got a dice from this. Hey. See. Oh, there we go. Oh, yeah. Very good. Oh, perfect. perfect.
6: Marion
1: looks at Abbas and nods. I think she can see in your your demeanor, the fact that like you genuinely do know what it means to like, try and make someone be a revolutionary when they don't want to. And then I think she will look at um, Catherine and in Skovik say the same greeting that Joan said previous, uh, the previous date, right? Which is um, if half. I think uh, Catherine begrudgingly, because the last person she's did this to is now handing her over to this person. But nevertheless, like trying to trust replies in the traditional way, which is warm home. And I think she says, I'm not going to lead you to Freya. It's too dangerous. But hand them over to me and I'll keep them safe. And I'm sure Freya will be delighted to meet them, and well, if you ever want to speak to them, you know where to find me. And I think Johannes says um, yeah, I'm sure you'll come looking for us, won't you? More than a little bitterness in, in their voice.
4: Yeah, I will stare down, Marion, I think. And say, As long as you do reunite them with their family, I think that was the point of all this. Yes? And yeah. I think we've told, you know, we've told them that we were reuniting yeah. with Freya. That's and so I want to stare down Marion. And I don't know if this is an action, but I want to impose on her that, like, obviously we have an obligation to do it. Like, sure, you can't take them to Freya, but you can take Freya to them. Or something.
3: Yeah. <laughs> and when you told them about Freya, they were probably like, who's Freya? Yeah. Cousin Freya? Freya. Yeah. Cousin Freya. <laughs>
6: uh-huh.
4: Yeah, probably. But uh, yeah. it's it's yeah. family. This is important. So I don't know yeah. if I need to make a role here, but
1: I absolutely want to stare Marion down. I don't think there is a... Okay, let's say there is a risk here. So let's say you're in a controlled position. But I think the risk here is that if you do this, um, it is entirely possible she's going to take this roof ball game even more seriously and maybe start to consider some underhanded stuff, right? Like pay someone to make the stadium more, uh, you know, in her favor... It totally makes sense because I am I mean Roofball is all about street
4: cred, and I am kind of undermining her street cred by coming out of nowhere and bossing yes, her and absolutely. her team
3: around, so I want to assist uh-huh uh the way I'm assisting is that I walk up to you and I wave the spanner kind of under uh under Marion's nose, and i say yeah you you listen you listen you listen to this woman all right you you listen to her good, okay right mm-hmm. I know how to use this, uh-huh. <laughs> and I think, and I think I look, you know, like if if you're married to this weird shambling man with his big grenade, uh-huh. yeah, with his and yeah, blood all over his face, yeah.
6: you know, he well, must be yeah, a serious absolutely. contender.
4: Uh huh, absolutely. So yes, yeah, so i been commanding her, uh, controlled standard, I guess. Huh. Okay, and I'll take a bonus dice but not modified further. Two, two, and a six. Wow. A six from the assist
1: for my husband. Would you really make a great
6: team? <laughs> no, like, just...
1: <laughs> I know what happens. I think what happens is uh-huh. that um she looks at you, dismisses you, looks at Miraz, and then sees like the flex of blood.
3: You must look at me because there's a spatter yeah. in her face now. I think she
1: sees <laughs> like the flex of blood in like like on Miraz's face that maybe she's only seeing because she's so close to you, right? I think she realizes that uh, the fight that like you were in was at least as serious as the fight that she was in and you came out of it on your own. So she looks back at Vickers and thinks, okay, these people are genuinely serious and they can handle themselves. So I'm i'm going to take I'm going to do what they need me to do, right?
4: Mm-hmm. good. My chief goal with this is to, like, disappoint our guests less, to like, ensure them that, you know, you're not getting to family in the way you wanted to. You're possibly not even getting to people who's actually family, but we are taking you to someone who's not a revolutionary. We are taking you to someone who, you know, claims to be related yeah. to you, which is a different thing. Yeah.
1: I think she looks at you and says, we'll "Meet Freya, I'll set up a time. If you don't want to give them over, you can, can stay with you until you figure that out. And then I think she looks at uh, Johannes and uh, Catherine and says, if you want some potato and leek stew, well, I have a cousin who makes it better than anyone else I've ever met.
4: Yeah, I suppose we look over to the two royals, and I guess it's up to them if they'd rather stay yeah, with like us or with Marion. I going like once
6: we're... I'm gonna roll two d six for basically how much they want taste of I think, home. No, I,
4: I want I, I want to influence their choice. I'll say like, oh, feeding them is not a problem. We have plenty of eel.
6: <laughs> I
4: think <laughs> you know. I will offer
1: them my my hospitality. I'm yeah. great at this. Oh wow! Yeah, I think they're not gonna go. I think they're gonna stay with you. Um. Cause... Okay. That's
4: fair. I, my eel uh, was not able to scare I think them off. What
1: it is is um, Catherine just really likes Joan and feels safe around her, and doesn't want to leave if she doesn't have to. I think she turns to Joan and says, "Do you mind if we stayed?" Like a almost as if to be like, "I know you don't want us around. I just like would like it if we could hang out with you." Like very like kicked dog ad.
2: Joan has been like staring at uh Marion and, and I think she continues to do so until this question kind of snaps her mm-hmm. almost snaps her out of it. Uh then she like gives her as like a kind of disturbed look that turns into a smile. I I would like it if you stayed. There's, like
6: clear
1: relief on Catherine's face. Um Hannes is a suspicious bastard and uh, would have been unhappy whatever he chose. So they look unhappy. Um, and I think from behind you, Sox says, um, Oh, then you can play roof ball with us.
6: I think like, uh, excellent uh, that's a nice moment <laughs> yeah. to end there. I think like, um, yeah, I, I have one more thing
4: that I think is relevant to point out for Vickers and uh, and Miraz's relationship, which is of course that after Miraz stepped up and like waved his wrench in her face, uh, Vickers would like grab his hand very tightly and uh, say in a lower voice to him, like, "Shall we go back to the temple, dear? I do believe we got interrupted." <laughs> very good. And uh, <laughs> he, he obviously has never found him more attractive yeah. than when he's in <laughs> research mode.
2: Amazing! I love the idea. <laughs> I think. uh,
6: Banner is a metaphor.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I think as people are like, as this crowd is kind of breaking up, which I guess it's fair to say that happens now, um, Joan will like kind of take one moment, like staying behind and say to Marion, one more thing. What is it? You are right. I am a cultist. Because I now know the divine. And if you take away these people's agency and betray the trust we've shown you today, you will know what a curse is.
6: Oh. That's delicious. I think she is like he knows how serious you're being.
1: She's seen you being serious. For a second she's like taken aback.
6: And then that old familiar anger at you comes roaring right back up. He says to you, I'm not afraid of you or of your god. I do not need the divinity. I'm not about to betray them. And I'm not about to betray those two either.
2: She just holds her gaze for a moment and then walks away.
1: As you walk away, like you can feel Marion's eyes on you until you like leave her eyes shut. Right? Like she's just looking at you. And she's seething. Like Who does this woman think she is coming in and doubting my patriotism when she left the movement? And so on and so forth.
2: Well, gotta, gotta make sure she stays yeah, in my absolutely. right.
1: Absolutely. There is no doubt about that now. Um, I, I do think it's entirely possible that She will both stay your rival and you will make out. Both these things can happen. And so blows out our brief candle. I named the disciples of the ceaseless temple thus, with both their false names and true. Saumitri, called Tree, as the GM. Zoheb, called Cloud as Miraz. Prince as Vickers, Emma as Joan, adiyat called Soap as Abbas, Blades in the Dark and the original inspiration for Udo Asha by John Harper and Evil Hat Productions, Iruvian Playbooks by John Stone Metzger, Jalandahar Intro Music by Kevin McLeod, Outro Music in Keeravani Ragam by Yusrinavas. Follow us at Desperate Atune on Twitter or email us at desperate attune at gmail.com. Support us at kofi.com slash desperate attune.